on today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. There is so much wrestling to talk about. Um, Clash at the Castle, Worlds Collide, AEW All Out. We had three pay-per-views. Well, one pay-per-view and two premium live events, whatever. Uh, this past weekend, uh, it was just your casual drink way too many beers weekend. Uh, but it was Labor Day weekend. Most people probably had Monday off. Um, so good for those people. And I'm happy for you if you did. Uh, some of us didn't. So we're going to be talking about those pay-per-views, giving our beer ratings for them, uh, probably barely talking about the weekly recap because the pay-per-views are just going to take up so much of the time. And I don't want this episode to be three hours because that would just be absurd. And a little bit of news to start the show. I think I figured out how they're going to split up the WWE and Universal Championships. But no, but we'll see what Joe thinks about that. As always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DDT WrestlePod. Joe, you ready to go? He... Yep. Oh, let's go. Welcome into episode 73 of the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I am Dylan. I'm joined by Joe. Joe, we had a hell of a weekend. So much Dude, wrestling. We could talk two hours about the news around wrestling and not even get to any of the shows. Yeah, a lot of news, a lot of news. Uh, most of the news revolves around AEW and the fallout from All Out. See what I did there? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was, was pretty smart. It cool. was smart. Um, but we're going to get to that after we talk about All Out. We're going to go in order of all the pay-per-views, uh, finishing up with All Out, and then we're going to start right up with Dynamite from this week just because I just felt it was necessary to go straight from that to Dynamite. And then that's when we'll get into all the news from the media scrum and suspensions and, I don't know, arm biting, things like that. Hair pulling, Hair chairs pulling. flying. Uh, just, just just absolutely ridiculous childish but hilarious to read but anyways we'll talk about that a little bit later uh i did want to talk real quick first joe that well about how i've figured out thanks to somebody on twitter this is not an original idea uh i will say that but i believe it i figured out how they're going to split up the universal and WWE championships. Let's hear it. It quite simply revolves around Austin theory and okay. his passion. It's okay. quite literally just that Austin theory cashes in the contract says it's for one championship and that's how it happens. Hmm. It's, it's quite that simple. Do you think it's a cash in on Roman reigns or a cash in 
on somebody else. I think it's a cash in during a match to make it a triple threat and Roman doesn't get pinned. Oh, what so championship? The, do, I mean, I, it has to be the WWE championship. Yeah, right? I think so, too. I think whoever Roman faces, I don't know, because it it has to happen before Money in the Bank next year. So you got to figure out who Roman's facing next. Probably. Kevin well, apparently Owens. he's not defending the title until Crown Jewel in November. He's not he's not defending at, at Extreme Rules. I forget who broke that, but I don't know then. I, I mean, I don't know who he's going to be set to face next. Probably KO, maybe Seth. I, I don't know. It's tough to say right now. Yeah. Um, Definitely not the American roller coaster. That's for sure. Damn, dude, that's rude. <laughs> I mean, he's hurt. That's true. RIP. There was another theory online R- about how they would split up the titles. It had to do with Seth Rollins, but it was way too much reading for me. And uh, it was basically somebody doing fantasy booking. Um, yeah. It sounded like it was just going to be Seth Rollins outsmarting Roman Reigns. I don't know how, but I don't know. I don't know what what that entailed, but it seemed way less or it seemed way more complicated than just theory's going to cash in. The contract says something in black and white and boom, that's how you do it. But they're yeah. apparently they're apparently going to address it like this week. So I don't know. The fact that he's undisputed, yeah, the 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 two championship thing. I think yeah, I mean, I think they're working towards splitting them up. That's good, because um, they have to do that with the tag team championships as well. Yeah, I mean, or just make it one belt. Yeah, well, one, I, yeah, I'd be okay set, with that. Set honestly, yeah, they don't have enough tag teams. Not like AEW. Correct. Um, only other piece of news that has nothing else to do with what happened this week was uh, the Velveteen Dream. Uh, or I guess EC3 said Velveteen Dream used to try to videotape dudes' dicks in the uh, or in the locker room backstage. No, it wasn't even so, the locker room. He said that he he had a party at his house, right, at his his own house, and he went into the bathroom and he found EC or Velveteen. He found a phone with the camera rolling, uh, like hidden in the bathroom. So he he took it. He deleted the pictures <laughs> of his own penis. <laughs> And then he uh, he put it back so nobody knew that or so that whoever's phone it was and he knew, I, I guess he knew it was Velveteen Dream's phone. Um, he put it back so that Velveteen didn't know that he found it. What a fucking so, psychopath, Velveteen. Velveteen Dream. Or, well, I mean, EC3 put the phone back so that he could still look at other people's dicks. But then he said he saw Velveteen go back into the bathroom afterwards looking for the phone. So that's oh how he found God. out. But the fact that EC3 put it back is makes makes him an accomplice, right? I think. Well, I mean, I I would assume he pressed stop for recording. Well, he so. he said he deleted his own stuff and then just oh let he didn't it go delete again. everyone else's stuff. No, he that wasn't then his narrative. Accomplice, accomplice. Yeah, he was just controlling his narrative. That's true. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, that was way longer than I wanted to spend talking about. Velveteen Dream and EC3. So let's get into beer ratings. Hopefully, zoom through some of these. Luckily, All Out had some five second matches, five minute matches. So we can at least go through a couple matches pretty fast. But Clash of the Castle was first. It was on Saturday afternoon here on the East Coast. Uh, Joe, did you see any signs? I saw a sign that said brown gravy on pasta. What? I did or not brown. See- yeah. Brown gravy on pasta or something like that. It was like brown sauce on pasta. 
I mean, I like brown gravy on French fries. So do I. And on multiple meats. Yeah. And you add some cheese curds to those French fries, dude. You get some poutine going. Boy, best meal ever. Um, I only had two. So I had uh, Piggy is a weeb. I don't know what a weeb is. Spelled W-E-E-B. Oh, I got, I got this. I know what it is. Um, because I thought it was dweeb and I insulted people by accident for it. A weeb <laughs> is, uh, is short for weeaboo or something like that. And it's just someone who's really into anime. Oh, I called them. Yeah, I called them dweebs. And apparently that was offensive, but I didn't mean to offend them because if you want to watch anime, go ahead. I just, yeah. it's not my, it's not my cup of tea, but no, not me either, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna speak badly on people that watch anime, whatever floats your boat. I mean, we watch wrestling for God's sake. Yeah, that's way more embarrassing. <laughs> Um, and then my other one said, America be getting drunk early today. It's exactly what I was doing. True, true, true. Then the pay-per-view started at one. No, two. I don't remember. I was drunk. I think the pre-show was at one. There's no way I know one, though. Yeah, I really don't. Uh, all right, first match then. Wait, did you have more? Sorry. No, Raven might have, but... <laughs> Uh, first match: Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka versus Damage Control. Your narrative: Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. Uh, there was a pre-show match, I guess. I didn't watch it. I didn't either. Uh, so asterisk on this beer rating. There was Madcap and the Street Profits versus Austin Theory and the Alpha Academy. Let's just go ahead and, and give that Ma- one and a half beers. Okay, Madcap and the Street Profits won. <laughs> I'm I'm just assuming. Uh, maybe the, I'll the eventually ma- go back and watch that, but probably not. You can't. Peacock doesn't let you watch the pre-show over. Oh, you're right. That's why I didn't watch it. I yeah. watched. I didn't actually get drunk early. This is why. I had. I went to a barbecue on Saturday, and I didn't watch Clash until Saturday night. That's yeah, why I didn't watch it. I'm. My memory's so bad. The match was six minutes and twenty nine seconds. So. Ooh, let's go with a beer. I have no yeah, idea. Let's a beer. Um, I do have a Byron Saxton quote during the entrances. Joe, don't know if you caught this during Alexa Bliss's entrance. Byron Saxton said, "What a hot way to start off Clash at the Castle." Shut up, Byron. That's all he said just during Alexa Bliss's entrance. Which I agree with Byron Saxton, but I don't know if that's something he should be saying as a uh, impartial commentator. Now we all yeah. know who he's rooting for. Well, not just that, but also we know that he's into girls. <laughs> Very true. Um, damage control your narrative has new music. Uh, and this was like our first look at the awesome crowd. Like I will say the, the crowd in Wales was phenomenal. And they wailed all night. The, I, yeah, we got my favorite chant of all time, which was the Bailey chant. Chants that go like way too long. I love them. Yeah. I absolutely love them. Like the you're going to get your fucking head kicked in Dan, uh, Brian Danielson chant or yeah. the um, the will you be my girl for Bailey. They're like one of my some of my favorite chants of all time. Like the crowd has to like be in sync for so long to nail the chant and they crushed it. Yeah. Um, but Bailey didn't let the simps get what they wanted. So she was not having it. Yeah. So all in all. Started off the night with a a pretty good match. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was fun. 
it was, was a very very good opener yeah that's um, fair that's damage, a good way to put it damage control your um, narrative damage control your narrative kind of dominates the match and uh unlike what we said last week bianca Belair is the one who got pinned yeah we, for the first time it, since like november of last year or something like yeah, that i think we said like a thousand percent last week Bianca's not the one getting pinned yeah i i could see alexa or oscar but bianco surprised me yeah that was it was very surprising uh this match got three and a half beers three and a mm-hmm. half beers it starting was off strong very good match uh but it was not as good as the next match joe the next match could have been match of the weekend honestly i disagree could have been my match this was my second favorite match of the weekend okay so could have been is fair yeah yeah it was the best singles match of the weekend okay fair okay i'm good yeah we had gunther or uh walter versus sheamus and we had the return of imperium joe yeah imperium's back we still have giovanni leonardo da vinci yep leonardo da vinci is on the main roster now um imperium back at it and once again like all the cronies just start fighting each other uh, while uh, Gunther and Sheamus just stand in the ring staring at each other, which just another really funny moment. So I think this did kind of two things. not And really not two things, because I don't think that there has to be a heel face dynamic. But obviously, if, if this feud continues, which that was the one thing, is I think this feud continues because you have a three versus three. But if this feud continues, it places Sheamus and his brutes as the face team. Oh, definitely. So that's kind of weird. Especially... But at the, same, at the same time, at the end of this match, and I'll just give away spoilers, like Sheamus lost, but he he stayed in the ring after, after Imperium left, and he got cheered to fucking shit. And yeah, he got his, got his roses. Yeah, he got, he got his roses, exactly. So that, that might not have been a, a, a clear face turn, but... For me, that was that was like a very face reaction, especially to someone who just lost the match. Yeah, definitely. Um, so. Very, very physical match. Lots of chops. Sheamus particularly getting chopped off of the top rope onto the floor, which was insane. Uh, Sheamus's chest looked absolutely disgusting. Just minced meat. Like. Yeah. Um, and then there was also a Walter chant during the match, and Michael Cole said, WWE, WWE fans are remembering Gunther's past. So maybe hinting at a, a, a name change back, but I doubt it. No, I doubt, doubt it. that. There's no need to, for it now. We were upset with it at the beginning, but. Exactly. It's one of those things like every name change once like six months goes by, like it's just the new norm and we don't care. Anymore. Yeah, I, I agree. I still like Walter better, but Gunther, I love Walter. Gunther's just fine. I got Walter about the, right here. You're talking about the dog. Yeah, I'm talking about the doggy. <laughs> He's my bud. All right. Um, this match got three and a half beers. Almost got three point seven five because we were very unsure if Sheamus bled or not. But calling no blood on Sheamus, just a bunch of welts. Uh, so three and a half beers for both the first two matches. Yeah, good matches. Uh, good third, start to the night. Yeah, third match is Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler. Uh, and this was not great. Shayna goes after the arm, the injured arm of Liv most of the match. And 
Liv was eventually able to get out of the submissions and hit the what's her finishing the oblivion for the win and it got a beer and a quarter it was just not that great of a match i think as we kind of expected the fact that Liv morgan retained uh that's my first upset of the night over ronda and shana so far ronda twice and or she beat ronda twice and shana she's not good enough for that no not even a little bit yeah that's all i have to say about that match all right next one tag team match Edge and Rey Mysterio versus the Judgment Day. Um, this was also, I mean, this was this was good for what it was. I don't think we yeah. expected anything spectacular out of this match. Um, fun moment when Edge wore a luchador mask during his entrance. Uh, the crowd sang his music. The crowd just the crowd just went absolutely nuts for Edge anytime he was tagged into the match. Is basically yeah the, the story here. Um, other things. Uh, let's see. Had a had a note here that said Damian Priest dangles his dongles on the barricade. Uh, mm-hmm. I do remember that. And then he made a really weird sound and edged it a six one nine. Uh, yeah. And Dom interfering allowed uh, Edge and Rey Mysterio to win, which was weird because after the match, Dom finally turned heel and yeah. kicked Edge in the nuts and clotheslined Rey Mysterio. Yeah, uh, very much like his real dad clothes clothesline Ray Mysterio. I don't know what almost like fifteen years ago, two thousand five, I think, was when they had their feud. Yeah, so On, in WWE they had other feuds in WCW, but yeah, yeah, some uh, some some things, some things happened. I'm very happy that Dom turned, uh, and that's even after watching Monday Night Raw this week when Dom is. We're not calling. We're not calling him Dom anymore. What are we calling him? We'll get to it more on Monday night, but he's now sub Mysterio or sub Nick. Yeah. Because because yeah. Rhea Ripley said I turned him into a man. And the uh the internet is very very sure that it is a uh a, a BDSM a submissive relationship where Rhea or Poppy is the is the Dom. And obviously gotcha. Dominic would be the sub. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so um, he's now sub sub Mysterio, not Dom Mysterio. All right, so sub Mysterio turned heel, uh, and this got two point seven five beers. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was it was actually a fun match to watch. But yeah, sorry, my brain my brain didn't accept that. I just said match to watch, and I I thought that I said it backwards. I thought I said watch to match, and then I realized that you said those words. <laughs> yeah, and then did, I realized that you did a really good job saying it. And then you did a really not good job realizing what the words that, I had. that came out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, and it's not only that. I also got thrown off by the fact that it's match and watch, and the A makes a totally different sound. That's good, Joe. That's that's a, uh, and the English language sucks. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Queen Elizabeth II. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> Do you imagine if you said that if we recorded, I don't know, yesterday, and you said that? You'd have been I wouldn't have said it yesterday because she would have still been alive. Yeah, but like I'm just saying, could you imagine if you had said something like that? And then this then today happened? No. Woof. I I don't think there would be a big difference at all. Hopefully one of our listeners isn't from the UK this week because we just lost them. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Sorry. I, I'm I'm kind of sorry, I think. Um moving on. Next match. Matt 
Matthew Riddle versus Seth Rollins. Corey Graves quote here. Um, Graves was said during Riddle's entrance. Apparently, when we said we were going to Wales, Riddle thought that meant bikini bottom. Uh, and that's pretty much just because of the trunks he was wearing. It looked like, I don't know. They had like the, the flower prints on them from, from SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. Other than that, fair. I mean, other than that, the match was pretty awesome. Seth Rollins had the most ridiculous outfit to date, in my opinion. Like this. Yeah, I, I was watching this match with Bree, and I like I said, who the fuck does Seth Rollins think he is? Maleficent or Maleficent or however you say that word. Maleficent. Um, yeah, whoever that fucking bitch is from Disney. Maleficent. Yeah, something like that. I think. And uh, it got a it got a positive reaction from the crowd. Hmm. Hmm. I did think they did a very good job with this match. Just like really this whole feud, making it feel so personal. A lot of it has to do with what was said in the build, especially that last week in the quote unquote off air stuff for that backstage interview. Yeah. Things where Riddle said Riddle allegedly said the, uh, the fuck word a lot. Rollins talking about his former family. He uh, he might've, well, it's still his, his kids are still his, well, his kids are still his, his former you know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe he said Frick. I don't think they'd bleep that out. I think we kind of discussed this last week. He I don't definitely, know. They... He either said the F word or the N word. And I highly doubt he said the N word. <laughs> Especially in the context of the sentence he was saying. Seth Cunton Rollins. Oh, he could have said he could have said cunt. He could have said where the cunt are you? That wouldn't make a lot of sense. But he also said, I'm gonna bleep you up, so I'm gonna cunt you up. Doesn't really play. <laughs> No. Or the or, or the N word. Or it does. <laughs> yeah. Uh maybe. I don't know. I I don't think so, Joe. I don't think so. Maybe he said I'm gonna mess you up. I don't once again, I just don't think they would bleep that out. And blur where his the, mouth. Where the heck are you? <laughs> I'm gonna mess you up. <laughs> All right. Um Seth Rollins win this wins this match. And I don't know if you noticed this, but the it was it took two stomps uh to beat Matt Riddle. I don't know if you heard this, but on the second one, it I, it quite honestly to me sounded like a crunch sound when Riddle's head hit the mat. I quite literally thought he broke his neck for a second because of how the ref reacted to it as well. Um, yeah, but Riddle was fine afterwards. It seemed like so. That's good. Good. good that very good there. He was at least moving and like walking around. Doesn't necessarily mean he's okay, but he's not paralyzed at least which is quite literally where my mind went to immediately. Yeah, which would have been har- horrible. It might have also been horrible. I don't know. I think that's what you were about to say. Yeah, I wasn't going to say anything, actually, so <laughs> shut up. Uh, it's got two beers. Uh, and then the main event, Joe. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Undisputed titles on the line. And, boy, Drew had everything here. He had the video package. With his old entrance music, yeah, that the was crowd cool. behind him, all the momentum. As as soon as the video package happened, I was like, "Fuck! I can't Fuck. believe I switched to Roman Reigns. I'm such an idiot." Um, but paying homage to Chad and never going against Roman Reigns turned out to be the best thing, the best decision I made. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even Maybe though I didn't walk away with the belt this weekend, but fucking Alex, fuck that guy. Alex won again. Also, Joe and I got. Joe got last and I got second to last. And it's fine. The it's tides fine. don't always roll our way. 
That's true. We could write a, a rap song about that. What would you call it? I guess it's it's uh it's probably more of a country song. And I'd just call it The Tides Don't Always Roll Our Way. It's a pretty long name for a song. That's fine. It's like a Panic at the Disco song. That's not a know? country song, though. No. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine, by the way. You like Panic at the at the at the square at the ro- dance. rodeo. Oh, Panic at the rodeo. There you go. I was yeah. I was I was gonna say square dance. I did say square dance. Or Panic at the rodeo is way better. Oh, I like yeah. that. I like that a lot. Um, <laughs> let's talk about this match though. Uh, so Roman Reigns uh, was not accompanied at all by any of the bloodline here. Heyman, Usos, Zayn, none of them are there. So all of us who picked any of the Usos to show up, uh, which I think was like three or four of us, uh, nobody got any of those points. Uh, none of them made the trip, which was just awesome. Awesome to see. Just great stuff. And <laughs> uh, let's see. It was just like a really good match, like back and forth. There was a theory trying to cash in moment. And he mm-hmm. got knocked out by Tyson Fury, which was pretty funny. Yeah, he got his jaw hit. Um, and then that was like pretty much like right when all the uh, pretty much shit hit the fan. And there was a, a, a Roman Reigns tried trying to use a chair and got Claymore kicked. And that's just when everyone thought it was over. It was not over. Roman kicked out at 2.99, the, 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 the king of kicking out at 2.99. And solo sokoa joe yeah is now in the bloodline yeah awesome I, well and and that's kind of what we wanted for a long time now let me ask you this is solo sokoa just kind of there as a background character for now or does solo sokoa claim the intercontinental championship i mean i think he could have a a feud with gunther yeah at some point i don't think it's happening anytime soon i think i think for the next six months he's kind of just there um the usos and him have a bunch of six-man tag team matches or something with whoever roman's feuding with plus whatever tag team the usos are feuding with in my opinion uh and solo sako is there to take a bunch of pins honestly yeah i guess make so the, make the uh, faces look good before they lose on pay-per-view yeah i did see uh like rikishi who is also solo Sokoa's dad whoa um like posted a photo with Solo Sokoa saying blah 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 bloodline blah, one blah, way blah. or the other, um, and then other people commented on the fact that there was still one more, one more character, one more family member that's not has not yet joined the bloodline, and I'm pretty sure. I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure it's uh, Jacob Fatu, who may or may not be in MLW. Yeah, I think he's in MLW. The last I remember ever hearing about him, he was in MLW. He was the MLW champion, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But that was a while ago, and I don't really keep tracks of anything yeah, outside of WWE and AEW, really. Yeah, I'm not really sure of what their like what their relationship is, except that his name is Fatu. I mean, which, probably related. No, I know, I know that he's part of the Anyoy family. Oh yeah, he is Major League Wrestling. Okay, that's good. One for one he for is, us. And his reign is the longest in the title's history. Okay. Eight, 819 days. That's a lot. That's more than Roman Reigns right now. He's, yeah. I mean, 
embrace debate. I mean, who's the who's the who's the goat? A no I. I guess it's I guess it's, it's gotta Jacob. be Jacob Fatu. Yeah. I mean he's no longer the champ, so Roman could pass him, but Oh, I thought you I thought you meant he's still the champ. Um let's see. His dad is uh Tonga Kid. No idea. Yeah, I would have to look at the uh I would have to look at the 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 family tree again. Hmm. Uh well getting back to this match though. Sola Sokoa, <laughs> Sola Sokoa finally shows up um, because the rest of the bloodline's not there. Sola Sokoa makes his debut on the main roster. He helps Roman Reigns win the match, retain the titles, and the reign continues. The reign of terror continues. And we, uh, we had basically a concert afterwards with Tyson Fury and Drew McIntyre in the ring. A lot of mixed reviews for this. Um, they sang American Pie also. I don't know why they did that. I have no idea. Super weird to sing Don McLean uh, when you're in Wales. I, I figured they would have had something else to sing that wasn't American Pie, but whatever. Um, yeah, and then that's how the show ended. Kind of, kind of a weird ending, but uh, the final match got three and a half beers, which closed out Clash at the Castle for 16.5 beers. Yeah, which is so. impressive. Pretty decent. I can tell you, Joe, wait for it. I can tell you where that ranks on the beer ratings database. Do you know why? Because you have it back. Because I fucking found it and I updated it. So 16.5 ranks 27. All right. And I can tell you that Tonga kid is Rikishi and Umaga's brother. Okay. Uh, And... That makes that makes him first cousins with the Usos. Well, there you go. And distant, more distantly related to Roman Reigns, but the same, I guess, the same amount of distance to Roman Reigns as the Usos. All right, cool. So we both did that. I'll give it to we you. Figured, yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to Sunday's shows. Uh, we'll start with Worlds Collide, NXT Worlds Collide. Uh, I did watch this in All Out Live, and we had some Peacock troubles, Joe. I don't know if you noticed this. I didn't because uh, I didn't watch it live. Peacock started a Worlds Collide. Thankfully, it was just the pre-show, but it started out like a fucking Transformer on crack. Um, wow. Pretty much you had to tune into the, the pre-show on YouTube uh, if you wanted to watch the pre-show. And it took them like 15 minutes for them to get it right on Peacock. So well, Pe- Peacock sucks. Peacock is better than Bleacher. Let's be honest. That's true. I I actually didn't have any issues with Bleacher Report for All Out this time. So well, I watched I watched it on my computer, and because I I just don't trust the app anymore. Yeah, I mean, I I, I hooked my computer up through HDMI. That's yeah, so so it. so that's that's how you got to use Bleacher now, like because the app is app app is absolute garbage. The website doesn't seem to give me trouble. It's absolute trash. Nice wordplay. You see what I did there? I did. <laughs> um, do you have any signs for Worlds Collide? No, there there weren't very many signs. I actually got three signs, Joe. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I'll start with my favorite one, which was also the first one I saw. It was in the same place as the last time I saw this person's name show up on a sign, but this time it said, next NXT champion, Odyssey Jones. You think so? 
I doubt it. You think, <laughs> you think Odyssey Jones is going to beat Cocaine Brown Breaker? Definitely not Cocaine Brown Breaker, but if he takes a break for like a day and that's the day that Odyssey Jones fights him, I would say there's a I chance. Could, I could see Brown Breaker taking a break from Cocaine, but I can't see Tony Khan taking a break. Uh, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> um, next sign was a sign that just said pretty ugly. But it wasn't the sign so much that was funny. It was the person who was holding it. So this is during Pretty Deadly's entrance. This It was this little girl. <laughs> it's just like a little 10-year-old girl that was holding this sign during Pretty Deadly's entrance that just said, pretty ugly. And she looked like the, the, uh, like the angry or the crying Miz girl almost. Like the, like I, the I expression did. on her face. I did see that sign, it actually. Was, it was hilarious. Um, and then my last sign said gacy likes pineapple on pizza which i'm i'm gonna be controversial here i i'll 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 say i don't hate it but or like i don't hate people that that like it i'll never order a pizza with pineapple on it so here's the thing i'm a i'm a you you know this is i i'm a i'm kind of a pizza snob Mm. right being from being from the portion of new york that i'm from i was raised to be a pizza snob Yep, absolutely. But, but being away from New York for so long, I have to accept some pizza as not not the goat pizza, you know. And if you if you give me something that's cheese and bread and sauce, I'm gonna enjoy it. Well, yeah. And at the same time, the palate can accept some sweetness with savory. I think it it balances well. And with that said, if if I were presented with a slice of of pizza with pineapple. I would not turn it down. I think if it were the only pizza there, like if there was another option, I'd probably take that over the pineapple. But yeah, I, I would accept the pineapple on the pizza. If it was the only thing, yeah. Yeah, ag- agreed. Agreed. I got yelled at by my conservative Catholic uncle one time. <laughs> uh, because I, you told him the I, same thing? No, I, like... <laughs> Somebody, somebody else said that they wanted pineapple on pizza, and so I, I ordered it. I said, okay, I'll, I'll get this pizza with pineapple on it. And my uncle yelled at me, and he said that pineapple pizza was made up by the gays in San Francisco. And I mean, there's, there's a chance he's right, but like, who cares? <laughs> it was just like the absolutely most absurd thing. Yeah. But you know, he's Catholic and conservative, um, so it's kind of what you would accept expect from him is him to be a complete bigot. <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah, not going to condone anyone saying that, uh, but I'm also not going to say that he's a liar. He could be right. That, that may be true. It, it just might be true, it, it, but how that has any relevance. It doesn't. It yeah. doesn't. He's, that's, he's an that's idiot. the bigger point here. Yeah. Um, he's an idiot. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to very much say to each their own, eat the pizza that you want to eat. Yeah. Because pizza is a beautiful thing that we should all enjoy. Makes you happy. And if pineapple on pizza makes you happy, sure. Yeah. Have at it. And you know what? Offer me a slice and I'll, I'll accept. I'll consider it because we can be friends over pineapple on pizza. 
I'm going to order you just a, a an extra pineapple pizza like before you leave here. And I'm going to get it delivered to your house. Okay. Thank you. And then you take a picture there, of it and then you take a picture there, of it when it's gone. Is there going to be meat on it too? Nope. Just that, pineapple. That, see, that's different because it's the saltiness <laughs> of the meat with the, the sweetness on the pineapple that kind of meshes, you know? All right. I'll put meatballs on it. Oh, not okay. ham. <laughs> bacon would work too. You can meet me halfway and we'll no do pork. bacon. You're getting beef. You're getting beef in the form of a ball. A ball of meat. <laughs> you know what? And I'll eat it and I'll be happy and I'll say thank you, Dylan. All right. Um you just you just can't do Pizza Hut because they don't deliver to me. Okay. They they have you blacklisted. <laughs> I think they're it, just too far how away. How does it feel? I don't know, Dylan. How does it feel? Um not good. See, see, so Pizza Hut's never delivered to my neighborhood. You were in a situation where Pizza Hut did deliver to you, and they just got so tired of delivering to you because they had to do it so often. That That's they, just they not true. Theory. Once a week is not that often. <laughs> and and you, you would see them going to your neighbor's house, and they just wouldn't go to you. I don't think I ever saw that. <laughs> but I think at one point I did see them delivering to some like somewhere in my neighborhood after i had been a uh, thought that i was blacklisted quote unquote then, blacklisted yeah and then they were just delivering to the neighborhood again i think they just changed it up okay well that's what i'll say that's that's i my prefer favorite. to i prefer to remember it as you your house specifically being blacklisted all right well um let's talk about wrestling now that was a long time to talk about a pineapple and pizza sign but it was worth it. Uh, the first match, probably the best match on this show, Ricochet versus Carmelo Hayes, Joe. Uh, we had the Melo's pre-entrance, like, Hall of Shame with everyone that he's beat during this title reign, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we had some crowd interference during this match. That was kind of wild. Where, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was Ricochet had Melo up against, like, the, the barricade. And he like held his arms back and told the crowd to hold it while Ricochet chopped him in the chest. It was kind of wild, kind of a wild move there. Yeah. Dangerous. You really have to trust the crowd to do that. Like somebody in the crowd could have stabbed him. I wouldn't have trusted the performance center. No, not even a little bit. Also, I think they said they were in Houston. Is that where that is now? No, the Capitol wrestling center has to still be in Orlando. I'm fairly certain they said that this show was in Houston. I don't know. I guess we'll look it up. I could be really, really wrong on that. But not that big of a deal. A lot of awesome spots here. Ricochet bled inside of his ear, which was kind of weird. Trick Williams interfered a lot. And um, honestly, this was just like your flippy-dippy wrestling at its finest, in my opinion. Uh, For those that don't like flippy dippy wrestling uh this match i do this match made it work yeah i love flippy wrestling i really enjoy flippy wrestling I love uh, wikipedia says it was from orlando florida well wikipedia has never been wrong so there we go it was in orlando i don't know why or how i heard houston maybe they announced the next show or no what was it it was royal rumble that got announced for texas I don't think it's in Houston, though. I think it's yeah. I think it's in San Antonio. There's no way of knowing. I'm pretty sure it's in San Antonio. Well, I guess we'll see in January. True. Um, 
Mello hits the roll-up for the win after Ricochet misses a shooting star press. And this got two and a half beers. Off and running. Off to a good start. Uh, before the next match, they showed a, a clip of Roderick Strong. He got his ass kicked in the parking lot. Um, mm-hmm. Are we thinking that this was Julius Creed, Joe? No. You don't think so? Because well, 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 like, we know who it was now. Wait, we do? Yeah, it was announced on Tuesday. It was admitted on Tuesday. Oh, shit. Oh, was it yeah, Damon Kemp? It was Damon Kemp, yeah. Oh, dude, I totally missed that. Yeah. I it think was Damon... I, I can't remember if I've said this already on the show, but I barely paid attention to NXT. Yeah, it, it Damon Kemp admits to everything that he's done uh playing playing uh the the diamond mine against Roderick Strong so that they would turn against him. He admitted to hurting Damon Ke- or Roderick Strong and why he did it so and we'll talk about that well that maybe we might bitch. we might we probably yeah, he's won't kind, yeah he's kind of a dick we'll forget that we even had this conversation yeah um next match was the uh four-way elimination tag team match for uh unifying the tag titles so we had briggs and jensen the uk champs we had the creed brothers the nxt champs then we had gallus and we had pretty deadly and pretty much just all hell breaking loose in the match. Pretty crazy stuff. Um, pretty deadly playing the smart game here where they just kind of stayed outside and let everyone else beat each other up. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion, the CWC. The, so for this match, right, there's a ton of people in the match and they were doing a bunch of dives to the outside, like toward the entrance ramp. And I, this is like the first time I've ever really noticed there is not a lot of clearance over there. Like you kind of no, have to hit your spots perfectly. And they, I think they did like, I don't know, four or five dives to the outside with just everyone there on the outside. And it was, I think there was a couple people that were like hitting their heads on the barricades and stuff. Mm. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. Um, order of elimination went Briggs and Jensen. Um, or Brooks Jensen slipped on the ropes and they got eliminated. Um, Gallus got eliminated by the Creeds, so you're down to the Creeds and uh, pretty deadly. And pretty much it was, um, Damon Kemp turning on the Creeds that allowed pretty deadly to walk away with the unified tag team championships. Mm-hmm. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. And Joe, do you know? Did you know? Now that the titles are combined, so if you count, if you count both titles as one title now, Pretty Deadly have had the most NXT Tag Team Championship reigns ever. Ever. So they've had two with each of the two belts. So they passed uh, Undisputed Era. I don't know if I'm willing to accept that right now. I wasn't either, Cause, really. Because they were UK champs, and then they were they were UK NXT champs champ. twice. Oh, okay. And now, and, and now NXT champs twice. Um, I'm just gonna call it NXT champs twice and X, NXT UK champs twice. They, but they were NXT UK champs twice before this time when they unified. Correct. Is that what you're saying? Okay. So they're powerhouses, but yeah, I'm gonna separate them. Like I'm not counting Braun Breaker as a one-time NXT UK champion right now. That's true. That's true. Because 
Tyler Bate quite literally said, I'm the first and last NXT UK champion. Well, that's the thing is like I'm not I'm not counting pretty deadly as a three time NXT UK champion either. That's okay. kind of what I meant. But so there are there are two times NXT UK and two times NXT. Yep. Which it is an impressive resume. Yeah. Um, but also, I'm not, I'm, until they win the NXT tag titles a third time, they're not surpassing Undisputed for me. Well, that would tie them with Undisputed Era. Yeah. But uh, this match got 3.75 beers. Uh, I think, yep, highest rated match on this card. Pretty good stuff. And yeah. Okay, so the next match, Joe, was the unification for the Women's Championship. So we had a triple threat match, Mandy Rose, Miko Satomura, and Blair Davenport. And I tried to reverse jinx myself once again, kind of like I did with Roman and Drew McIntyre, where I literally put in my notes for the Roman and Drew McIntyre match after Drew's like vi uh, video package that Drew's going to win. I did the same thing here. I said, I don't know why I picked Miko. Blair was there to get pinned by Mandy. Uh, but this time, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. I was pretty upset. Yeah, I, I honestly, like, I thought Blair was there to, to to take the title off both of them. I thought that would have been good. No, nah, Mandy Rose is on a reign of terror right now. Yeah, but I kind of expected, pretty, or not pretty deadly, but Toxic Attraction, who are pretty and deadly, to Absolutely. be, but, but be, I'd, I expected them to be leaving NXT soon. So that that's where my... Uh, my expectation came from yeah. you know um yeah i agree with that uh what is your take joe on mandy rose the wrestler i think she is an pretty good she is a pretty good wrestler i don't think she's great i don't think she is anywhere near like top tier from what we're seeing in AEW or wwe um but she so that's that's Mandy Rose as a wrestler. Mandy Rose as a character um, has totally... Yeah, very good. I, I think agree. her improvements in the ring since she started, I don't know, like six years ago, has yeah. been phenomenal. I, I, I agree wholeheartedly with you on that, is that she has made a lot of improvements, but I, I kind of... She's on the same level as Britt Baker for me, where she's good in the ring, She's not great in the ring. Yeah. Uh, but her character work is unmatched. Pretty spot on. Like she knows what she's good at, and that's looking good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sup. And being a dentist. No, that's Britt Baker. Oh, okay. Never mind. She's allegedly good at being a dentist. Yeah. I actually don't know because I've never gone to her uh her office to get my teeth cleaned. I yeah. I, I don't think I ever will. But I don't think I will, but it's not saying I wouldn't. I have no doubt in her ability as a uh, as a dentist. I'm I'm sure she's she was trained very well, and she would do a fine job. I just feel like it might cost a lot of money. I think no, she's in oh, a yeah, normal dental firm. There's dental insurance, right? Yeah, have that. I think I, I think her firm accepts dental insurance, and I don't think she costs <laughs> more than a, more than any un other dentist because she's also a wrestler. Yeah, but, but she might. I don't think she does that, yeah. that, that there's probably laws against that. Maybe. I don't know. Probably. We're probably, I don't know. And I'm probably never going to know, but yeah. Uh, well, more realistically is I'm not based out of 
wherever her dental firm is. That's why I won't go to her. True. How do you, um, it doesn't matter. Never mind. Okay. Got me there. Uh, this match got 1.75 beers. It did. And it was, it was fun. Mika, like one thing I've realized because I haven't really, I haven't watched a Mika Satamora match before is that she's good. Yeah. Very good. Very she's good. Very good. We got to see two Miko match matches this week. Well, I got to see two Miko matches. You got to see one and a half because you didn't pay attention to Tuesday. It was on the TV. I didn't pay attention that much. You're right. You're very much right there. Walter agrees. All right. Next match. Women's tag team NXT women's tag team championships. Uh, Katana Chance, Caden Carter versus Nikki ASH and Dewdrop. Yeah. This match for me, sorry, go ahead. ahead. Nope, nope, nope. No, I was going to say this match for me was proof that that Piper Niven Dewdrop can still send it. Yeah. She was was so much better. She was one, hilarious in this match, and two, very good. Yeah. Like, it's it's a revival for me that that I want to see is both both Nikki Cross and uh, Dewdrop. They both look good in this match, wrestling wise. Um, <laughs> and it's it's what I want to see from them on the main roster. The dogs agree. Um, I heard a very interesting stat during this match. I don't know if it's true or not, and but I've been thinking about it a lot, and I think it might be true. Actually, they said that Nikki Ash is the first woman to challenge for all active at so this is like at the time all active women's championships under the WWE umbrella so that includes NXT UK NXT NXT tag WWE tag raw and smackdown women's championships so i don't specifically remember her having uh having a match for the NXT UK women's championship i don't either but I wouldn't put it past anybody. Well, my immediate thought is like, that can't be true. What about Rhea Ripley? Uh, but then I kind of thought about it. Like, I don't think Rhea Ripley's challenged for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I don't think so either. I think she's been on Raw faithfully like the, entire the entire time. time. So it actually does make a little bit of sense now that I think about it. Kind of a crazy yeah. stat. Yeah. Um, I w- I'm going to probably look into the Nikki... Nikki Cross NXT UK Championship one. I mean, I feel like they wouldn't lie about that, right? Probably not. WWE's never never lied to us. Um, let's see. Not a whole lot to note during this match. Uh, Toxic Attraction ended up coming out. Um, and they just they did a distraction, and that allows the champions to retain. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, it got two and a half beers. It was a it was a good match, and yeah, that's pretty much it. And then the main Damn. event, then the main event, Braun Breaker versus Tyler Bate. Um, awesome, awesome pre match entrance sort of thing for Tyler Bate, where he had like a wall of champions thing. Uh, at which point I, I actually was like, oh, Braun's winning this for sure. So there was that. Uh, we had some Tyler two belt chants. Uh, we had an airplane spin. 
a bunch of uh, big, strong boy chants. Uh, I pretty much just love Tyler Bates' move set. He's he's yeah, got an he, awesome move set. Yeah, I I agree. It's uh, he's great. He he like he's very much that mix of the technical wrestler and the the guy who can can move fast and high. You know. Yeah. Um, the like little springboard he does where he springs off with like his his trap muscles. I don't know, like. That's like an insane move. The the like fake out punch thing. I, I don't remember what the name is for it, but he's got that. Uh, the airplane spin. Just an all around technical wrestler um, with some other cool moves. Uh, but Braun Breaker fucking won this match. So uh, I really, I I said he would win in the predictions, but I really did not want him to win. So yeah. that's that's where I'm at. And uh, and every or not a single NXT, uh, I, I don't know. It's tough to say because I don't, pr- pretty deadly, I guess, is technically still part is NXT now. So not a single like NXT UK, like invasion person in the last like month had uh, won, won their match. Yeah. We had that. It was kind of like how AEW treats Ring of Honor right now. True. Yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of how that turned out. Yeah. And for the record, uh, at one of the world's collides, uh, there was a match between Tony Storm, who was the NXT UK champion, Nikki Cross, who was on Raw, and Bianca Belair, who was on NXT. Huh. Well, there you go. Joe figuring out all the all the details. Yeah, I asked Jeeves, and he, he let me know. Thanks, Jeeves. Thanks, um, Jeeves. I did have one last quote that closed out the show when they were doing, like, when Braun Breaker was celebrating and they were doing like replays and Wade Barrett asked Vic or something around along these lines where like Vic was describing how he felt when the match was over and Vic Joseph, it, 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 it was the pregnant, there was the pregnant pause, how he was describing when Braun Breaker won the match that, that got me because Vic, Vic Joseph was like, I came out of my skin. <laughs> <laughs> Vic Joseph bothers me right now. He's yeah, because I don't think he's bad on commentary, and I think he does well with with. Uh, I don't with think he's great on Wade. commentary. Uh, yeah, I agree. I don't think he's great. I don't think he's bad, but he dresses like a schlub. Like, oh, everybody on commentary, you know, wears wears a a sports coat or something like that, and Vic Joseph just dresses like he's going to his, I don't know, his stepdad's Super Bowl party. Okay, pretty specific. Yeah. Yeah, you're kind of right. <laughs> like late in life stuff. It doesn't really it doesn't really bother me. So but yeah. No, I it's mean, just that it's just that everybody else on the commentary team across WWE, you know, wears a suit or at least a sports quote coat. Uh Wade Barrett being a sports coat and jeans kind of guy. Wade Barrett kind of just, you know, or sorry, Vic Joseph just uh he wears like a t-shirt with a with a black coat, but not a sports coat, like regular coat, jacket, if you will. Yeah, I mean Pat McAfee does the same thing, but it's a it's a yeah, sport, it's but a sport he coat. it's a sport coat, and Pat McAfee is untouchable. Yeah, he's definitely which brings us to all. Well, else. he's he's not he's not untouchable when it comes to Ooh. ESPN. Yeah, well, uh, um, speaking 
Speaking of Pat McAfee, who goes, oh shit, no, that's how, that's not how I wanted to do it. Yeah, <laughs> Pat Pat McAfee doesn't necessarily go all out with his uh with his outfit, but he does go all out with his commentary, which makes up for it. Speaking of all out, should we get to Sunday? Nailed it, first try. I'm leaving all of that in. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said I was editing this week, so. No, I am. Oh shit! Okay, you're doing uh, the next two weeks after this. Okay, damn. <laughs> Unless you want to do the next three weeks. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Joe! Yeah, let's get it all out. <laughs> <laughs> that was hard. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Words are hard for you tonight. Um, signs for all out, Joe. Um, I saw like the same three signs over and over again. And I didn't write any of them down. They weren't right. good. I'll just go down my list. Um, who farted me? That was the sign. Uh, Jericho voted for Hillary. Uh, Jared probably is not true. Probably not. Jared's wife was on January 6th. Jared is a Mark. Um, WWE sucks, but sucks was spelled S U X. So they really thought WWE sucked. Um, Wardlow fears real AEW security. Uh, Scissor me timbers. Uh, CM Punk tickles my fancy, and then probably my favorite sign of the night. It said, "Give him the old dick twist," but instead of writing "dick," it was an eggplant emoji. So maybe they were saying, "Give him the old eggplant twist." Definitely you don't not. Know. You don't know. The dick twist is one of the most feared moves in all of wrestling. Yeah, I guess so. You want your dick twisted? Not particularly. I so. Yeah, I didn't think so. I don't. That would be very painful, I would think. Not even fun. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, I forgot to say, real quick backtrack, Braun Breaker, Tyler Bate, two and a quarter beers, and Worlds Collide finished with 12.75 beers. Sorry about that. But getting into, speaking of beer ratings, our record-setting, AEW All Out 2022. Uh, lots of beers were drank during this show, which is insane because there were multiple matches that got like a beer or less. Yeah, which yeah, not is just crazy to think about. I was I was talking to Dylan before we started recording, and there were there were several matches in the on this card. Well, I guess you can say several matches on this card impressed me, and most of the matches didn't. But there were so many fucking matches that it makes sense that it set records. Yeah, I mean, Tony Khan, well, we'll get to the final number in the end, but Tony Khan is just trying to, I, I, I'll talk about this later, but Tony Khan is looking for a specific number in beers, and he's either trying to kill people that play this drinking game, which I'm just going to say it, I'm never drinking for an all-out pay-per-view ever. AEW or an, an AEW pay-per-view ever. Never doing it. Never. They Maybe all for get, the pre-show. They all, they all get, yeah. Well, I probably would not have drank for this pre-show. No. But we'll get to that. Um, first match was Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello versus Ruby Soho and Ortiz for the uh, the like mixed tag championships. I think Triple A. Triple A. Triple A. Um, yeah, couldn't couldn't get my sound to work on my new laptop at first. Uh, ended up figuring that out, which was pretty good pretty cool uh and this just kind of started as soon as the pre-show started and 
Sammy Guevara got hit by a golf cart. Yeah, really bringing back that uh, stadium stampede golf cart trip, if you will. It's pretty much just like whenever they they see an opportunity for Sammy Guevara to get hit by a vehicle, uh, they're going to take the opportunity. <laughs> um, Sam, Sammy bleeds off of that. We get a bunch of fuck you, Sammy chants. Uh, Anna Jay comes out. She tries to interfere, and she eventually does, and that's how Sammy and Ty Mello win the match. Um, but Ruby Soho got fucked up during this match. I don't know if you saw like the 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 things that happened to her here, but first the the ending of the match, the I think it's called the tie KO, where she legit need Ruby in the nose, probably broke her nose. Uh, you could kind of see the blood like gushing through, like uh, starting to gush through her fingertips or like the cracks in her fingers as she was holding like her hands up to her face as she was walking out. And then there was another moment in the match where uh, Sammy was holding up Ruby and Ty hit some move and Sammy just like dropped her and dropped her on her neck. It was gross. Yeah, this was not a very uh, well choreographed match. Not at all. Did not work well together. It was, I don't know, sloppy from Sammy and Ty Mello at the least. Uh, Did get 1.75 beers though. Uh, and then we had Hook versus Angelo Parker. This match happened. Yeah, it happened. Hook, it was basically an extended squash. Hook wins. It got a half a beer. And uh, the Jazz tries to beat down Hook until uh, fucking Action Bronson came to the ring. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And uh, yeah, he he's helped Hook. And I guess it's now confirmed that Action Bronson is going to be at Arthur Ashe in a couple weeks. Oh, I, I guess I would assume they'll do like a tag match then. Yeah, and I don't either think Action Bron- either that or he'll sing Hook to the Ring. No, I think it's going to be a tag match. I'm pretty sure Action Bronson's going to get physical, and I don't. He's not a wrestler. I mean, neither. But is, neither was neither Snoop. Was, <laughs> I was going to say neither was Bad Bunny. No, but Bad Bunny was good. Action Bronson previously weighed 400 pounds. You know. <laughs> Well, that implies that he doesn't anymore. So good for him. Yeah, no, no, he he looks good, like compared to how to what he used to look like. So maybe maybe he'll uh, I don't know maybe he'll at least out out wrestle uh, Satnam Singh. Probably, Satnam Singh just not doing anything great. Uh, next match was shit. I think I missed it. I'm sorry. Joe cracked his beer. No, it got picked up. It had to have. Had to have. Um, next match was Pac versus Kip Sabian for the All Atlantic Championship. Kip Sabian returning to the ring after like over 500 days. Uh, he wears a box on his head and kind of controlled the match pretty early, but Pac ended up winning in the end. Uh, Kip Sabian, kind of funny moment after the match where he, he they cut back to the ring and Kip is just holding the box, like asking it like what to do or whatnot. I, I don't know. It was weird. Um, Dude, did I tell you? That when I went to the AEW show back in whatever the first show was after Full Gear, so probably November, um, the Norfolk show. Yeah, it but but it was the it was the first show after Hangman won the title. Yeah, so probably November. Was Kip in the crowd? 
No, Kip, I was I was in line for a beer and there was a dude on dude in the in the line with a box on his head and I was like, why the why the fuck does this guy have a box on his head? And he was just like coming up and talking up to several people on the line. And I'm sure if I realized that it was Kip Sabian, he would have come up and talked to me. But or and it wasn't actually talking, it was silent and he would give them a card. Uh the the reason I realized it was Kip Sabian was because the guy sitting next to me was like, dude, I just met Kip Sabian. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, he had a box in his head and he gave me this and it was a signed Kip, KB, Kip Sabian card. And I was like, dude, I was I, like, he literally skipped over me because I had no reaction uh, on that line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's but I don't want dude. I don't want to meet Kip Sabian. I want to meet Penelope. Mm, I mean, I feel like, yeah, so I feel like that's your ticket in, though. Yeah, potentially. Um. Also, after the match, the um, Orange Cassidy comes out to greet Pac and doesn't really say anything before Pac just says no. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> he says some other shit, basically saying, like, he's not going to do the same old song and dance with Orange Cassidy, and he just walks away. Uh, but, yeah, it's got three quarters of a beer. As we move on to, Joe, the highest rated match on the card. Which is crazy. It was a singles match between Eddie Kingston and Tomohiro Ishii. So in the first, I don't know how many minutes, we had six beers worth of chops to start the match. And this match ended up having over 100 chops. It was absurd. I don't know what to say. It's the highest rated singles match of all time. It's in the top 10 for overall matches. It was just absolute insanity. It was yeah. just chops. The match was chops. Yeah, that, that was it. And, and we expected it from uh, from Ishii and, and Kingston. We did. We did expect that. I did not expect 100 chops, though. I did not expect an eight and a quarter beer match, Joe. Eight and a quarter beers. Yeah. The pre-show. And- the pre-show. Who had, what, that had Two out of the four matches on the pre-show had less than a beer the pre-show had two-thirds 11 of, and a quarter beers <laughs> yeah it, like that match alone got two-thirds of of worlds collide yeah it was insane and it was like 15 minutes like could you imagine trying to drink for that match no you're drinking a beer every two minutes yeah like minimum you're just you just have to funnel all the beers all at once i i could not imagine doing it uh, Eddie Kingston wins though. There, uh, there really was nothing other than chops and red chests. Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. Um, moving on to the, the main card though, we had the casino ladder match that started the show and I kind of forgot that it's, I thought it was all the competitors in the ring at once. Uh, it was like a, the Royal rumble style where hang the one where hangman won last year, where you get two people that start in the ring you don't have to wait for everyone to get into the ring before you can grab the the poker chip of destiny. Uh, so <laughs> Ray Phoenix and Wheeler Yuta started the match. Then we had Roosh. Uh, Roosh had absolutely no urgency to get in the ring, which I thought was hilarious uh, because Wheeler Yuta was like already halfway up the ladder and uh, the Phoenix was nowhere around him. And Roosh was just like lazily walking down the ramp just not having a care in the world that he was potentially about to lose it. Uh, obviously, we all knew that that wasn't going to be the case, but I don't know. 
Uh, so, Andrade, he was next. Yeah, Andrade. And was it Claudio after that? Yeah, Claudio came out, but between those two... But, but, but yeah, before that, it was it was the disgusting... Uh, what was it a Canadian destroyer onto the yeah, ladder? It was a sunset power bomb. Like oh yeah, yeah, absolutely disgusting move. Andrade there was hit on Wheeler Yuta. Yeah, and it it looked it looked like they both just got fucking destroyed there. Yeah, I said, I and then and then Claudio came out. Yeah, and there was a a really weird ladder spot with Claudio where he moved oh my the. God. Yeah, <laughs> he moved the ladder from a bridge between one half of the ladder and the ropes. To between the between the ladders, and then he he used that other ladder that was between the rungs of of both sides of the ladder to be another base for it, and it made no I don't, sense. I, it, it didn't, didn't make any sense. <laughs> he, he, yeah, it just was fucking weird. Uh, yeah, I, it just I, it was a really awkward moment in the ring where Claudio was just moving three ladders around or two ladders around into different weird positions. But then, once we got the other half of of uh, Jesus Christ, former tag team champs, current trios champs, Penta, yeah, Penta and Death Triangle. You're talking about Death Triangle. Yeah. Well, no, no. I was going with their tag, their two team, two member tag the team. Lucha names. Bros. Lucha Bros. God damn it! <laughs> I, I'm sorry. My my fucking head hurts. Today. We also had Dante Martin before that. Yeah, but w- once we got the other the other uh, half of Lucha Bros in the ring. There was a there was a Canadian destroyer onto a ladder, Which and on the other crazy. side, yeah, just fucking disgusting. And then just a a power slam into the ladder uh, for Roosh on the outside. Well, there was also the uh, Rafe. There was a table on the outside, um, kind of tucked away in the corner, and Ray Phoenix did like a frog splash off of the top rope down all the way down through that table as well. Like it, there was just like a perfect moment. To set up for what happened next, um, of everyone hitting all these moves in succession, and everyone just like basically getting knocked out to give time for Retribution version two to come out. Uh, yeah, and we got uh, Stokely Hathaway uh, and his boys hijacking the match, pretty much exactly like Retribution. Uh, Stokely Hathaway climbs the ladder, retrieves the poker chip of destiny, and they're saying like I thought the entire time that this was the Joker. He when he pulls his mask off, and I saw that it was Stokely Hathaway. I was like, "This is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen." And then Taz was able to say like, "No, that's not the Joker." And then you see the clock winding down, and the Joker comes out, and they're playing uh, "Sympathy for the Devil," which I yeah. forgot what the title of the of the song was when they played it. If I had remembered that it, that it was called "Sympathy for the Devil." I would have not needed Twitter to figure out who the Joker was, but Stokely passes the poker chip off to the Joker. He's wearing a mask. We don't know who it is, uh, but you can tell pretty much who it is. And he fakes unmasking. It doesn't happen. He walks to the back and uh, yeah, that's it. People in this new group, we've got W Morrissey, um, the ass boys and somebody else that I can't remember. Uh, it's Ethan page, Ethan page. So probably going to be a cool group. Not- I don't know what they're going to be called. The casino ladder match, uh, got 2.75 beers. So decent start to the show. Uh, but then 
We had... I got three beers. Oh, I I was uh, I was at forty before the the return of of MJF. So I I, oh, I didn't up. count I didn't count that as a return because we did at the time you didn't know who it was. I counted it. I counted MJF for the main event. Okay, that's fair. Then yeah, I got I I I agree with you then. Okay. Two point seven five. Also, way to ruin it, Joe. I didn't I didn't say who it was yet. Yeah, I I guess I knew. <laughs> I guess I knew before, like while I was watching the match, I already knew who it was. So that's uh. That's that's unfortunate. There. Yeah, that's it, unfortunate. it sucks. Like that's one you would want to tune in live for, like just so that you don't get it spoiled. Because uh, but at the I, same time, as soon as you see that guy walking around doing the 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 turns and shit, you know who it is. Yeah, and like all of the the hints, like with the the devil promos all these months ago, and the way that the that Punk did a devil promo in Ring of Honor all those years ago, uh, it was very obvious especially once i knew the name of the song because i had forgotten that it was mjf but still people in the crowd definitely didn't know but they they i mean they they had an idea but it's chicago they're stupid whoa is this just what you're gonna do every week now it's just shit on, yeah I'm, I'm the heel i'm the heel uh you just hate every city well yeah especially chicago joe i don't think that's a good idea yeah i've never What's... been to chicago but what do you think Ace Steel is going to beat me or sorry, bite me? No, but it's all right. Know. It's all right. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> the second match uh, trios tag team championships, the finals of the tournament. We had the elite versus hangman and the dark order. Very good match. Yeah. Also, Kenny Omega got another incredible uh, like announcement to the ring by Justin Roberts. He's mm-hmm. he's just crushing all of those. Uh and also just like the the storytelling and the false finishes here in this match. It was awesome. Uh Was this your was this your number 1 match of the weekend? No. Oh damn. I I'm curious to find out what My that is. My number 1 match of the weekend was the one that I told you to watch earlier. The tag match? Yeah. Okay. The, the it was also a trios tag match? No, it was not a it was a normal tag uh, team uh, match. Oh, okay. The second to last the match. Team, the AEW Tag Team Championship match was the best yeah. match of the weekend. Okay. You didn't watch it live, Joe. Okay. That's fair. That, it, that, it definitely adds some spice to it. Okay. That's fair. Um, I'm looking at the notes for the wrong match. But yeah, uh, it was it was really, it was a lot of back and forth here for this match. Um the elite had a bunch of momentum and then dark order had a bunch of momentum. And I feel like it went back and forth probably like three separate times where each team had the momentum during the match. And each time dark order had the momentum, I legitimately thought they were going to win. Uh, I thought they were that close. I really, so now that I've said that, obviously the elite won. Um, they had a very historic three day reign as the trios tag team champions, which we'll get to. Uh, but they're now suspended, allegedly. So we'll yeah. see. No, it's not allegedly. It's it's legitimate. <laughs> uh, I'm calling it. This is not a work. Oh, there's zero percent chance. Um, I guess we'll just talk about this now. But like, if this whole thing, if you don't know what we're talking about, we'll get to it later. But if this whole thing was not a work, or if this whole thing was a work, 
why waste the time to have CM Punk and the Elite win titles on this show? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, also, I I could have just been reading like a a fake Twitter account when whoever said that Meltzer that that was Meltzer's opinion that this was a work. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't think it was because I I read something completely different from Meltzer. Okay, well, either way, I it doesn't shock it wouldn't shock me if Meltzer said it was a work. So there's that. Uh, but anyways, yeah, the Elite One. This was an awesome match. This was definitely the second best match on this card for in my opinion very close second also but i I really have to give it to um the tag team title match yeah okay that's fair it was a good match um this got three and a half beers all right let's get into the next match jade cargill versus athena tbs championship um pretty funny quote during the entrance uh where this isn't an exact quote because I didn't take it down, but uh, one of the announcers said that uh, Jade Cargill painted herself green because she uh, because it's the color of money. Yeah, and that it was, was very obviously a She-Hulk reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that <laughs> it was stupid. I, I also laughed at that because I've I've actually been watching She-Hulk. Oh, is it despite- good? I think so. There are a lot of haters online. Really? I haven't. But, I'm behind on a lot of Marvel things right now. No, I, I think it actually is good. Um, but a lot of a lot of people hate it. And I think it's because it's uh, female led. So maybe I need to get my toxic masculinity checked because it, it must be too low right now. Hmm. <laughs> Did you watch Miss Marvel? No, I watched like an episode of it, but that's I mostly. Be- that. I have not watched that. I'm also, but I haven't watched that any of She-Hulk, and I haven't watched the Thor movie. Ooh, Thor movie's coming out on on Disney Plus like today, I think. Yeah, I think it's today for Disney Plus Day, so I will probably be watching it this weekend. Nice. I'm probably gonna Wait. take this weekend and just watch all of that stuff. Yeah. Well, is Leslie gonna be mad if you don't wait for her? Probably. Uh, I mean, almost certainly. Especially. Well. No, only, probably only for the movie, which I can I can just always rewatch the movie. I'm not, I'm cool with that. I'll just act like I haven't watched it. Pretty good at that. Um, yeah, and we just talked about Marvel, and uh, there because there's like not really anything else to talk about during this match. Um, the crowd was absolutely dead for this match. Jade Cargill wins pretty easily. I don't like I. I don't know. I think we both picked Athena. I felt like this would be the time for Jade to drop it, but like I, this was the weekend of Reigns of Terror that entered the weekend. It was the weekend for those to continue. Yeah. I this just, wasn't I didn't see that coming. This was like Athena looked good in this match, but the, the match still wasn't good. It was very short for yeah, for what it was. Like she's you know? still a great wrestler, but I don't know. I also think Jade's improving a lot. Yeah, I, I think so. I still don't think she's great. I don't ever know if she'll be great, but I guess her character work carries her. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Whereas Athena has no character, really. She's That's awful true. on the mic. She's awful on the mic, but she is good in the ring. Yeah. Which which for me is more important, but 
that's fine. It's fine. I understand like where character different... a character gets you invested in a match or in a that's rivalry. True. Yeah. So you need that. Luckily, we did have Mark Henry introduce like the video with Mark Henry uh, leading their their debate prior to the match. And then did he say anything right before? No, because it wasn't time for the main event. <laughs> yeah, the time for the main event was actually later, uh, almost like fucking midnight. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and now it is time to wait several more hours for the main event. I wish he would have said that. Um, but yeah, this match got a beer and a quarter. Jade Cargill retains. And we move on to the six-man tag team match between uh, former Pinnacle members. Wardlow and FTR versus um, Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. Which was good. I watched this one. Uh, I mean, I you, watched. Watched, you watched all of it, right? Mm, sure. <laughs> I mean, you you know the truth. I, I went from... Uh, I missed a couple matches because I was very busy this week. Joe's, Last couple weeks, Joe's, Joe's in the middle of moving. He's uh, It's just a tough time for him. Yeah, so this match, uh, this match started with the entrance of Motor City, Motor City, not shitty. They weren't shitty. They were good. Motor City Machine Gun and Jay Lethal, and then we got, I guess, kind of not really a return, but like a reunion of certain members of the Pinnacle, uh, with what was her name, Philly or Finley? Oh yeah, Finley. Finley, Finley uh, joining her dad to the to the entrance ramp and uh the eight the, the eight-year-old girl you want to fight like definitely also uh, not an eight-year-old brat that sanjay but yeah fuck sanjay but i hate sanjay but he's such yeah. a but yeah chad would chad would be very upset upset with us if he were still alive yeah because we're talking shit about sanjay but yeah he's a big but fan yeah chad is an ass man <laughs> r.i.p well i guess he used to be i would like to take the time right now as a football fan to say football's officially back yeah whatever we just had kickoff uh anyways uh bryce remsburg the referee during this went absolutely crazy trying to like maintain order during this match um he kind of did everything he could he, he honestly did okay at maintaining order which which was crazy because like Every five seconds, somebody that was not legal in the match tried to just enter the ring and just interfere. Um, Sodom Singh does eventually interfere. Uh, a bunch of, a, like, pretty much there was, a, a, they got to the point where we had a, a, a bunch of good wrestling and then everyone hits their finishers. And then the simp, the powerbomb symphony starts and Wardlow and M or I almost said MSK. Holy shit. Wardlow and FTR, a different three-letter tag team name. Um, they win the match. And then Sanjay Butt gets his pencil broken. He gets his pencil broken by an eight-year-old girl. Hell and yeah. then gets Bryce Remsburg actually counted a pin. I don't think it's it's an official AEW record because the opening bell never rang. Definitely. And the closing bell never rang. But The closing Bryce bell rang. The ending bell oh, rang. Okay. Okay, but the opening bell never rang, so it was not an official match. Not an official match. I guess, I mean, I guess we'll have to check the, the AEW website for the official standings, but... Yeah. Oh, also, Samoa Joe returned. Completely forgot about that. Yeah, I wrote that down as a, did you count this as a return? 
Yes. Or was this after the match? Okay. It it as long as it deals with the match, Joe. I mean, that counts towards the beer ratings for the match. So what did you get for this? Three beers and 4. then four point seven five. That's what I was saying. Four point seven five beers. <laughs> yeah. It was four point seven five. It was a lot. Um a match that did not get a lot of beers was the next match, which was Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs, Joe. Um, I saw a rumor before this match aired that Powerhouse Hobbs is rumored to be getting a push, like a, a real push. This is not us like saying we hope he gets a push and then uh, then he gets released. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it immediately scared me because I picked Ricky Starks to win this match. And uh, yeah, Powerhouse Hobbs won pretty handedly, pretty quickly. Uh, yeah, they got half a beer, half a beer. Um, okay, good. I thought I was tripping on that because I, I put 0.5 question mark. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was over very quickly. Not a lot of drinking during this match. Kind of a, kind of a good break. Uh, cause at this point I think I have to be over like 20 beers in this pay-per-view and like halfway over. Um, so yeah, then the next match, Joe was my match of the weekend, AEW Tag Team Championships, Swerve in Our Glory versus The Acclaimed. Everybody loves The Acclaimed. Yeah, and this everyone was, was upset so with, the, with the outcome of this match. Yeah. Um, a lot of people online. Um, I saw a lot of like blue check marks on Twitter saying that like they should have changed the mat, like the outcome of the match mid-match. Like they should have they should have done a swerve. No Ooh, pun intended nice. here. Like they should have done a swerve and said, like, hey, acclaimed, like you're winning this match. Like it's it's we can't have you guys lose this match. The crowd was so behind them and it just didn't happen. Um immediately after the match, everyone was saying online, like, oh, this is gonna like now acclaim's gonna win. Or they're going to have a match at Grand Slam at Arthur Ashe, and that's where the acclaim to win. And that match is actually yeah. already set Yeah, for Arthur Ashe. So we'll see if that's what happens. I say if it doesn't happen there, I just don't know where the acclaim can get it done. But I really want to see them as tag team champions. Yeah, I think I think it's going to change hands at Arthur Ashe. But well, I guess we'll see. I very much hope so. Um, got a, uh, actually, we had a bunch of, <clears throat> um, bunch of crowd chants. In this match, we had uh, scissor me daddy chance. We had you can't scissor chance. Uh, <laughs> there was another good one. I don't think I wrote it down, though. Um, and then also, this was the match where we finally had JR on commentary. He was not on commentary at any point up to up to this point in the pay-per-view. Uh, he also didn't get his entrance, didn't get his Oklahoma fight song entrance, which sucked. But we did get some JR quotes here. Uh, where he said that he bought three scissor me daddy ass shirts. And then um, probably, a, uh, I shouldn't say probably, it was definitely the most problematic quote of the night where JR said, there's going to be a dark cloud in the corner of the challengers in the form of Keith Lee. What? I have no idea. I don't think he, I don't think you can say that. Right. Well, I mean, Keith Lee's a big dude, so I'm sure he would, make a cast a cast a large shadow right i mean if we're talking about shadows yeah shadows are dark it's just you yeah. know it's just not a not a great not just not a great quote there from good old jr in my you think opinion. You, you think we're getting bear cat back 
Uh, no, <laughs> I don't think so. But that'd be a good gimmick if yeah. if he if they played around with the words bear and cat. Like the acclaim should turn that into a rap. If they get to rap, they didn't even get to rap on Wednesday. They got interrupted. I was pissed. Uh, ah, yeah, pissed. that made that made sense. It did because you, you know what everybody wanted them to say. Oh yeah, I knew that. There was a funny tweet uh, that came out on, I think, Wednesday afternoon before AEW even aired that said Max Caster has been suspended for the rap he's going to do on Dynamite tonight. <laughs> yeah, there was an SRS tweet, Sean Rassap, for, for for everyone else. Sean Rassap tweet that said, what is the Acclaims rap going to be about, or like predict the Acclaims rap? And there were, there were some pretty funny ones and then some really fucking terrible ones. I'll have to go check that out. I'll- very interested in the in the good ones um but during this so anthony bowens he slips off the ropes uh actually does it twice and during the first one it looked at he saw he either actually got legitimately hurt or he sold this really well uh but basically the wrestled the rest of the rest of the match with what appeared to be a hurt knee um and it was kind of their downfall, even though there was a couple moments in the match where you really thought the acclaim was going to was going to steal a victory. Uh, the crowd just went off the the few times that they got a couple really close um, near falls. But it just never happened. Swerve and our glory retained the tag team championships. Uh, hell of a match. They got two and a half beers, though, which was kind of kind of crazy. It was like a 22 minute match that. Only got two and a half beers. Yeah. And it was a tag match. Like tag's always a silent killer. Just didn't happen here. Um, next was the fatal four-way for the women's championship. Britt Baker, uh, Tony Storm, Jamie Hayter, and my phone auto-corrected Hikaru Shida to Hillary Shida. Uh, but it was <laughs> Hikaru Shida. Um, crowd was very much not into this they were very much not into either of the women's matches that happened on this night um there was a point where i thought she got hurt uh she ended up coming back out to the ring she basically just went to the back with the doctors and then came back out with a kendo stick um but this pretty much went downhill where uh, i think it was where Britt baker broke up a pin or something like that that jamie Hayter was going for uh kind of like turning on her so there's a, little, a bit of bad blood there um, but it really ended up not mattering um, because Tony Storm, she ended up winning the match after the crowd got fully behind Jamie Hayter. They were ready for to see Jamie Hayter as the AEW Women's Champion or the interim, the interim uh, and it just didn't happen. Just did not happen. Tony Storm is the new champ, new interim champ. Yeah, I didn't realize that Jamie Hayter was so over until until Sunday, and then again on Wednesday. Yeah. People seem to be very behind Jamie Hader, which is yeah. cool. The worst part Duh. is that it was just a very anticlimactic match, which seems to be the case with like all women's matches. So yeah, that's fair. That kind of sucks for them. Um, I, I, I wish you, it wasn't the case, but it just kind of was. Did you see on Twitter this week that uh, it was like Brian Alvarez or someone stupid like that that said that Thunder Rosa requested her release and was denied, and then her husband hopped on? And was like, this is stupid. Where where the fuck do you get your info from? And then someone like was like, oh, you're just a mark, blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> he was literally literally married to Thunder Rosa. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, 
let's see. Oh, the next match. Next match, Joe. Uh, we had about a less than one minute match between Jungle Boy and Christian Cage uh, that somehow got a beer and a half. Also, the last match got two and a half beers. I think I forgot to say that. Uh, Christian Cage makes his entrance. He's got like this uh, thing on his arm, this kind of brace looking thing. Uh, sounds like Christian Cage is legit injured. Yeah. Um, which is kind of the reason behind why this match was so short. So he made his entrance, blew a kiss or something like that to Jungle Jungle Boy's mom, who was ringside, and she slapped the shit out of him. Uh, and then Jungle Boy makes his entrance, and Luchasaurus comes out the other side and turns on him again. Choke slams him up near the entrance ramp, uh, puts him through the uh, the the like timekeeper's table that's there ringside, and then Christian Cage uh hits a couple moves with a along with a kill switch and wins the match pretty handedly yeah but had the heel turn and the match itself and uh yeah that's got a beer and a half beer and a half yeah surprisingly for a 20 second match was it 20 seconds are you looking that yeah well yeah i saw it on wiki oh yeah i I think it was mostly because um after the luchasaurus heel turn we had some jungle boy blood and then just the match itself oh and then also going through the table ringside like yeah just enough things to happen to get another half beer out of it after luchasaurus turned uh next match was chris jericho and brian danielson um another chris jericho match that aubrey edwards refs just want to point that out she refs Um, all his matches you i've already accepted that yeah she just does i'm i just you know i'm going to continue to point it out until it never happens um we had a quote from Taz here, which was super weird, where Taz said he I don't know. I don't know what the what they were talking about, because I wasn't really paying attention to what they were saying. I was just kind of into the match. But Taz talked about how he liked warm juice in the stomach area. And then and then the commentary team just went silent for like 10 <laughs> seconds and we William Regal, who was on commentary at the time, just started laughing. And then he said, I'm not going to comment on that because I'm afraid I'll be fired. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, why do you feel the need to say that? I don't know any of the context like around or what happened before that. But like, I can't think of a conversation that they could have like as to why they would that why Taz would feel the need to say that ever yeah but absolutely it was just so weird and yeah i just thought it was hilarious um this was the match where my watching wrestling fatigue from all of sunday just really started to set in here uh this with like i think there was two matches after this yeah and really i mean a good match you're not going to get a bad match really even a mediocre match out of these two it's danielson and jericho um it wasn't like anything super special but it was good aubrey edwards missed an obvious low blow uh, like pretty much classic aubrey edwards but it's kind of just what she does and uh jericho hits a, jericho hits a judas effect and wins the match somehow jericho wins not daniel will there be a rematch uh well, I, I yeah think, next week yeah, yeah never mind has to there's be. Yeah, it's they're they're going up against each other on the in the tournament. Yeah, so I, I that's what I thought. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, there, which we'll talk more about later. Why there's a tournament. <laughs> uh, and this got 2.75 beers. All right. Um, second to last match, House of Black versus Sting, Darby Allen, and Miro. Uh, Miro started out the match. He wasn't being a team player. Um, uh, Malachi, he bleeds around the eye. It looked pretty bad at, at some points. Uh, later down the line, it didn't look that bad, I'm pretty sure. Uh, let's see. Miro gets hit with the bat that Sting brought out. Um, but the obvious, like here, like it was good, but the obvious here is that the faces won. Uh, Sting actually had some black mist of his own for this and uh, spit it in Malachi's face. And uh, they win the match. And apparently after after everything went down or after that match happened, they kind of took the cameras off the ring and Malachi uh, like blew a kiss to the crowd, bowed, and the House of Black hugged it out. And it's uh, looking like Malachi Black and AEW are no more. Yeah, but from what I saw, is it's it's either that Malachi can't go back to WWE after his uh, after his release, or he has a six month non compete. Heard clause. about this? I did see somebody tweet a six month non non compete clause or something like that, which, which is crazy. Uh, he he's already canceled indie bookings that he had. Oh really? Yeah, that's that's kind of fucked, dude. That's way. But, Way more, double the time that WWE did. Yeah. They're uh, but what I've also seen is that Malachi Black just wants some time away from the ring uh, to take care of his own mental health, which I can respect. Definitely. And that it's not it's not necessarily a he's gone from AEW forever. It's just he he, he needs to work on himself for a little bit. Okay. Um, but I mean, I'd, I mean, I'd like to I'd like to see Malachi continue with House of Black in AEW. So I would I would too. Hopefully that's uh, the case then. And I mean, honestly, there is a chance that he he wants out and that maybe he'll show back up in WWE. But if there's one thing we know, it's that Tony Khan is not going to put up with this fucking shit. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> His words, his words, his words, not mine. Yeah. The faces won the match. It got two and a half beers and we'll move into the main event here. John Moxley versus CM Punk. Um, this was all right. I mean, Mox went after the foot during the match. I, I didn't really expect this to be awesome. See, like, yeah, most, most it CM went Punk it, matches it, now are not that great. Yeah, it, it went into the crowd. Uh, nothing really happened in the crowd though. Like a, a remarkably small amount of, of drinks for it being in, in the crowd and in, in the outside of the ring. But then it was, you know, it was just, it was all right. Like surprisingly, if you pick John Moxley to bleed here, you wouldn't have gotten, gotten points. Thanks for reminding me, Joe. <laughs> like John Moxley always bleeds, but not here in this match. It was uh, CM Punk that got busted open early, and then just continued to wear the crimson match for the or the cr- crimson mask for the rest of the match. Yeah, honestly, it started out as a really small, uh, quote unquote, cut, uh, and it it was uh, it ended up being pretty bad. Well, yeah, then John John Moxley bit him or ate him. Yeah, uh, I mean, maybe that's where Ace Steel got it from. Yeah, I guess so. Instead of John, just enjoy biting each other. I guess if Mox can do it, then so can I. It was just weird. Made sense. It wasn't. It wasn't a great match. 
Yeah. It was a it was a John Moxley match, I guess. Yeah. Uh Punk is eventually able to hit that roundhouse kick that uh ended the match so early a few weeks before this. And then uh two GTSs later, Punk CM Punk wins the AEW World Championship back. He's now a two-time AEW champion. Uh second two-time AEW champion. Yep. Combined reigns. He's reigned for a a glorious five days. <laughs> five total days CM Punk has been the AEW champion over two reigns. Um, which is insane. Uh, but not the biggest news here. Uh, the screen goes black and they cut to uh, CM Punk and Ring of Honor making that um, that promo about the devil. Like the greatest thing the devil ever did is um, making you realize he didn't exist or something like that. And then they cut to a voicemail recording. Uh, and you hear Tony Khan's voice. He's talking to someone saying like, uh, basically like fans want you back, yada, yada, yada. At this point, you know, it's MJF. Yeah. You don't, you don't give a shit about the fans. I, I understand that, but your absent, your unexcused absence is, is ridiculous and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. You're booked for the ladder mat or the casino Royal, the casino ladder match. And you have to be there. Um, yeah, it was like his final offer. He didn't. Uh, he didn't make. He during the voicemail, he said he didn't make him sign an extension as well. Another big thing to note there. Um, so yeah, it's uh, and then and basically then uh, cuts back backstage. You get the the guy, the Joker, and the devil mask walk up to the screen. Turns around, he removes the mask. He's facing away from the camera, and MJ. It, you can see it's MJF at this point, and he says, "I am the devil himself." The scarf goes on and the music hits and the pop for MJF was so loud. Yeah. Oh my God. It was so good. I've watched it a bunch. Um, not as good as punk in Chicago last year, but definitely one of the better ones I've seen uh, in recent memory. It was very yeah. good. One. Uh, yeah. And then he flips off the crowd and it seems at this point that it's, we're moving towards a uh, punk MJF two this time for the AEW world championship. But if you thought that you'd be so fucking wrong. <laughs> All right. So last match, it got 3.25 beers and AEW. So keep in mind the previous number one pay-per-view uh, on the beer ratings database was 33.75 beers. AEW all out 2022 got 39 beers. Insane ridiculous insane we, like we have to change the game at this point i i can't i just i can't change it otherwise i know everything watch else too much invalid. wrestling at this point yeah it invalidates everything else um so at from this from this point moving forward I, i'm just i'm just gonna let tony khan keep doing what he's doing it's clear that he's trying to break a record of 40 beers in a pay-per-view um i can definitely see it happening with the way that he's booking these things uh that they've got 15 matches on them so yeah it can easily happen especially when you've got an eddie kingston tomohiro ishii eight and a quarter beer chop fest so yeah i'll just let him break 40 beers and i'll never drink for one of his pay-per-views again ever 
If we ever get one of his pay-per-views again. I think the last one I tried to drink for was All Out last year, and I quit by, like, the fifth match because I was dead. Yeah, you were toasty. I was, yeah, it was, it was bad. Um, so yeah, that was it. It was a casual 68.25 beer Labor Day weekend, Joe. Just oh, three, still... three quarters of a beer more and we would have had a casual 69 beer weekend, but they couldn't. Yeah. And, uh, still wouldn't have gotten you to your hundred beer weekend. No, not even close. Not even close. I've never, I'm, well, I've, I've, con- I've convinced myself I'm never going to be able to do that. You, you've tried a lot. Like I need a, multiple I, times. I need a four day weekend and I still don't think I could do it. 25 beers a day. I feel like I could do that. Not at this age. <laughs> I've, I, I think I've only got a little over a year left to try and do it. And I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. Once oh. I hit 30, dude, it's all over. <laughs> the hangover will be too much. Um, all right. But like we said earlier, we're going to get straight from all out into dynamite and all of the news. So the media scrum thing happened after all out and CM Punk just, uh, I mean, he, he talks a lot of shit about Colt Cabana, which sure. Uh, it doesn't even seem like, I don't, if you watch the media scrum, they open up and he just starts talking. Like nobody asked him a question really. So I, from what I can remember. So it's kind of weird. He just kind of goes off straight into it. Uh, and then throughout the whole thing, um, he calls a hangman Adam Page an empty-headed dumb fuck, and calls all the EVPs a, like they said says that they couldn't manage a target. Uh, it just absolutely just lays into the elite, and yeah, all while Tony Khan's just sitting next to him. Like, what is Tony Khan supposed? To? I kind of I really felt bad for Tony Khan here because. I mean, at that point, you don't really know what CM Punk's going to say. It's a it's a media scrum. Yeah, there was like off. one moment where he tried to like defend the EVPs and what he should have done differently. And CM Punk's like, nah, this is not your fault. And just continues to lay into the EVPs. And yeah, he just kind of let CM Punk walk all over him. Uh, it was just not a good look. Tony Khan really should have said something. And I mean, after the fact, obviously, we know that Tony Tony Khan's not going to put up with this shit anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which was very evident on Wednesday when we found out that CM Punk's been suspended. The uh, uh, Ace Steel's been, or no, we actually don't know what's happened to CM Punk yet. But Ace Steel has been, Ace, no, Ace Steel has been suspended and the Elite have been suspended. Uh, I I honestly think that if anyone gets fired, it should be Ace Steel. Well, well, it's Punk and Ace Steel. Yeah. Like, um, Ace, Ace Steel seems to be the worst perpetrator in, in the backstage brawl. The fact that he threw a fucking chair, pulled Kenny Omega's hair, uh, bit Kenny Omega. And Kenny Omega is the one that I'm like, why is this guy suspended? Because all, well, all he did was try to save Larry. Yeah, the dog. He just didn't want the he just didn't want the dog to get stepped on or anything. Yeah. So so like reports from that like a, after the the scrum was that and I, I'm gonna go based off the the CM Punk side and the Buck side. The story is that uh that a, after that after CM Punk said and if you don't like what I'm saying you can meet me backstage you could talk to me backstage or meet me backstage basically saying meet me outside or catch me outside how about that 
Yeah. Um, and then then they did. (laughs) And then the young bucks went to his, went to his dressing room, knocked on the door. CM Punk hid behind the door. Uh, and apparently the young bucks kicked. I've read reports that they kicked and they super kicked the door in. Uh, and that after that there was word said, and then basically an all out brawl. And Larry, the dog was very upset, uh, that there was a brawl. So Kenny Omega, good guy, Kenny Omega tried to remove Larry from the, from the situation, moved him out of the room. Uh, Ace Steel got offended by that and bit Kenny Omega. Um, and from that, it got broken up by, uh, by Pat Buck. Uh, just sub like a bunch of other people. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Brandon Cutler, uh, the other guy, the guy with the spray all the time. Yep. Or, nah, what's his name? I don't Brandon remember Cutler. his name. No, no, the other guy. Nakazawa? The guy that used Nakazawa. He's also suspended. It was like Pat Buck, Naka, Nakazawa, and Brandon Cutler were, were breaking up the fight while uh, the Young Bucks and Punk and Ace Steel seemed to be the, the main perpetrators, and Kenny Omega was kind of just there. Yeah. Uh, getting attacked uh hangman page had already left for the night so he is uh he's not suspended but yeah it uh it's it's all kind of weird it's like people that 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 seem to be the people that try to break up the fight are also suspended yeah it's super weird um larry the dog is also suspended allegedly we'll say allegedly there yeah we'll say that for legal purposes um, but yeah, just super weird. The, the, the world championship and the trios titles end up getting stripped. Uh, they set up a, like, um, a cha- a, cha- a tournament of champions for the next couple weeks on AEW. So like all former champions of some sort. Um, so, and Danielson. Yeah. Danielson, Paige, Jericho, Moxley, Darby. Devara. Darby and Sammy Guevara are in this tournament. Jericho and Moxley get first round buys. Um, and yeah, they're going to crown a new world champion at Grand Slam. And I guess that makes sense because, well, no, because they're both former AEW world championships, but are champions. So is Hangman. But so is Hangman. And Hangman doesn't get a buy. Yeah, it was super weird. I didn't understand the logic behind it, but. It's Tony Khan log- logic. There is no logic behind it. Yeah. Um, and then the trios championships that they set a match on Wednesday. They had uh, the best friends versus death triangle and death triangles. Now the trios champs, um, yep. but pretty much like what we take out of this. Is, and I think you and I are on the, uh, the same page here pretty much, but I'm team elite. I'm also team elite. Like CM Punk, it just appears very much that he is just an absolute cancer to the locker room. Yeah. Uh, And apparently it's not, it's not just here. It's like CM Punk has been a cancer to the locker room for a while is what it seems like from the reports I've read. Yeah. And I'll say that. And if you listen to our episode last week, I'm not CM Punk's biggest fan. Um, I don't, like CM Punk is in business for himself. And despite his promo from a year ago and his, his post from several months ago about how the locker room locker room has to stick together. CM Punk is a, is not a team player. Not at all. And 
I mean, like regardless of of unprofessional acts from from the elite after after the show, whether like alleged unprofessional acts from the Bucks after the show, like CM Punk went into. I think the intentions were good. Yeah, I think CM Punk went into business for himself during that scrum, and like regardless of if if they handled it right, the Bucks were were sticking up for the locker room after that, and CM Punk is only sticking up for himself. Yeah. I and I mean we can go like honestly like every promo that keeps on being reposted after after Sunday happened it's like everybody just seems more and more right going back to Triple H 7 8 years ago yeah <laughs> like um, the one that got reposted the most was the Eddie Kingston one which was pretty funny yeah the I saw well I I kept on seeing the Eddie Kingston one the John Moxley one from a couple weeks ago the uh, Hangman Page one from May, and everybody's just right about CM Punk. It seems like no one really wants to work with Punk because no. he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, he's just a dick. And, and and like we're all like when when we were all excited a year ago, it's because CM Punk seven years ago was great in the ring and called out probably the right things in WWE then, but he's he wasn't a team player then. He's not a team player now. And is possibly wrong about WWE now. That a lot of yeah. things have changed in the past month, month and a half. So uh, yeah. we'll see where everything goes. And I'll venture I, to say I, that I don't care if I never see CM Punk in a wrestling ring again. I will say I hope I don't see CM Punk in another wrestling ring again. There we go. I because I like whatever wherever he ends up, it won't be it won't be good for whatever company. It's like, honestly, I've never feared, like, and we're not WWE fans and we're not AEW fans. We're wrestling fans, right? And I think that wherever CM Punk is, he's bad for wherever he is. Regardless of of the clout that he brings with him, he's bad for, for the environment. And, like, honestly, I've never feared for AEW more than I, I have this week. Yeah. Um, I honestly thought they had a good show, though. Yeah, but it, it, it almost seemed like a reset show. Yeah, you know, I mean, it seemed they, they bounced back and like it, it was just it, it's a it's a bounce back sort of thing. And I think they bounced back pretty hard. They needed. Yeah, to. I think so. I think and, so, too. But I, I think honestly, like they like he hurt them and they're almost at, at like step step one again. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Um, Other stuff, like the only other major thing from uh wednesday is mjf and his promo uh a lot of things were said there uh one i i thought mjf was about to be a face he that that was very stupid thought of mine uh it was all just a ruse until moxley came out interrupted him and mjf cut cut a promo about how he's gonna run off with the AEW championship when he when he wins it take it to a real wrestling company um Hang out with his good friend, the American Roller Coaster. Work for his his the best wrestler of all time, the game, because that's what's best for business. And Moxley, uh, you could just tell Moxley wasn't having any of it, and that felt he, very real. He like, he also said he also said that that he was going to uh, work for his the the best con in wrestling, Old Saint Nick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So. I still don't know what to believe in all of this MJF stuff, so we'll see. Um, 
I, I feel like it's still very much a work and that he has signed an extension, but that, like, I don't know. I don't know about an extension necessarily, but I, I at least believe that he is going to be a major player in AEW for the next two years. Yeah. I mean, I, in my opinion, I think he definitely got his money. He's been posting pictures of him on a, on a private jet, but yeah, we'll see. Um, other than that, John Moxley hit a promo right after that, that just hyped up the entire crowd and all AEW fans where it was, it was an out of character, John Moxley promo, honestly. Yeah. Like it was an in character and out of character, I guess, because it was still the John Moxley vibe, but it was him saying like hyping up AEW as a product, hyping up the AEW championship, how much that means to him and how much it means to the wrestling community. And I don't know. It was a, it was a feel good promo, I guess. It was impassioned. Um, It it, it honestly felt like it wasn't just a promo. It was his honest thoughts. Yeah. Uh, Elsewhere. um, What do we see? We already said Danielson advanced in the tournament. We're going to have more matches like one, one every show. I think this Friday or tomorrow, aka two days ago, is the Guevara and Darby Allen match. So we'll see who wins from that. Well, you already said that Death Triangle is the new uh, AEW Trios champs, but you didn't talk about the match at all. And specifically, the only thing I really want to talk about in the match is the the triple Canadian destroyer that Death Triangle hit on oh my God. best friends at the same time. That was disgusting and yeah. amazing. And Pac, Canadian Destroyer will always always work for us. Yeah, Especially and the fact that they all they all hit it so beautifully at the same time for for Pack to become the first two belt champ. Yeah, in AEW, two pack, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it was it was beautiful. It was uh, it was really good storytelling. I did going into the match. I did hope that that best friends won. So did but, I. I want to see them win titles. Yeah. But in in the end, uh, I, I do think that Death Triangle is a good choice for this. Yeah. Um, and then quick, Penelope, let's, Penelope let's go, Ford's up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go quickly. Uh, just other like just major things outside of Dynamite. So uh, SmackDown, there wasn't anything super important coming out of that. Uh, and raw we had um a very good kevin owens austin theory match and then uh that that was probably the best match on raw and braun Strowman returned so braun, that ended braun up being... Strowman. So, so can i tell you my my honest uh thoughts on the braun Strowman return well we didn't was... get the choo-choo braun Strowman music we so. didn't get choo-choo braun Strowman. we didn't get choo-choo the... at all actually it was his old music yeah it was yeah uh so he returned during this fatal four-way uh, tag team match for the number one contendership for the undisputed yep. tag team championships. And I was like, this is weird. And I was like, wait a minute. How old is Nicholas? <laughs> Still too young, by the way. I think, uh, what was that? WrestleMania 35. So probably, he's, I think he was 10. He might, so I think it was 34. Either, okay, so he's like 13 or 14. Yeah, so prob- prob- Braun Strowman's probably not going for another tag title run with Nicholas. Uh, what I, it, was, it was a weird spot for him to return is, is the point I'm trying to get across. 
but then I read in a report after that is that the plan is for him to be on SmackDown as a face. So Braun, yeah, Braun will be facing Roman at Crown Jewel. I don't know why I didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> earlier when I when I was like, oh, I wonder who's going to face Roman at Crown Jewel. Uh, it could be Owens, could be Seth. No, it's going to be Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman, and He's it seems lose. like. It seems like at Extreme Rules, we're going to be getting Killer Cross versus Drew McIntyre. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, probably in an Extreme Rules match, Joe. Ooh. I don't know. Maybe. Um, mm-hmm. Leah and Raquel defeat Drew Drop and Nikki. Sure. To retain. Um, mm-hmm. Only other thing that I had from Raw was the Dexter Loomis. Just, just the camera angle from the ceiling was hilarious. Yeah, it was perfect. Um, and then NXT, like kind of talk, I think we talked about this earlier, maybe that was off air, but, uh, just every match on NXT was either good to awesome. Good to great. Yeah. yeah. So. Specifically the great matches of the night. If you, if you haven't watched and you're waiting for us to tell you to go and watch the, uh, the Miko Satomura match versus, uh, Roxanne Perez. Great match. Roxanne is way too young to be putting on matches that are that good and then the nathan frazier and axiom match also awesome yeah and we're going to be getting more of those yet at least one more match probably two more matches yeah uh they're they're, they have a little feud going on they're doing a best two out of three matches yeah like the feud something the something cup or whatever yeah axiom won this match uh yeah, I so expect Fraser, Brandon Fraser. Fraser will win the next match, and Brandon then Axie, Fraser. I did say Brandon Fraser. First of all, it's uh, Brandon Fraser, a, <laughs> and it's it, Nathan, and, and this person is Nathan <laughs> Fraser. You're thinking of Brendan, Brendan. Brendan Fraser is from the Mummy, and most recently he made his return to act acting. The whale, the whale, where he got yeah, a standing he, ovation at whatever indie film festival that he presented that movie yeah (laughs) so uh that's why that was looking like a whale nowadays uh he he like got super fat for that movie well i think i think it's also cgi he is he's not in the best shape of his life he's not in the mummy shape or george of the jungle shape and he is overweight (laughs) but in the movie he played a 600 pound man so yeah i don't think he actually got up to that but he, (laughs) he uh he, he he is. It's a, not like he was like, physically fit before trying out for the role of. I, I would assume a whale. I haven't seen the movie, but I would assume he's the whale. <laughs> I think. So. I, yeah, I think. I think he's the whale. All right. Um. I don't. Really, <laughs> I don't really have anything else for the weekly recap. I didn't really want to touch on everything just because there's so much wrestling we've already talked about. Um. So, I'll close out next week for episode 74 we we're gonna we'll get into the weekly recap and we're gonna have uh some more retro beer ratings i honestly forget what is next i'm going to look it up we i think the last one we watched was rebellion correct yeah yeah because it was so bad uh the next one is no mercy the one from cleveland not the one from the uk i will try to remember to watch the correct one this time because i remember I oh it was you yeah i turned on the cleveland already watched like a match or two of this no i've only watched like five minutes of it okay yeah so should be good hopefully it's good yeah we'll see we're almost done with 1999 joe we're zooming through these things as we zoom 2000 
crazy. We're almost in a new millennium. That's true. Y2J. Yeah. All right. As always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DDT Russell Pod. We have been the Drunk Dudes, Dylan and Joe. And we'll catch you on down the road. I was thinking of